When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, a revolution in podcast. Are we still? We are. I mean, that was to me that felt like uh, that felt revolutionary. I mean, it's uh, it, it's, it's funny, you know, because and I'm not going to introduce her yet. I'm going to let you do that. But we, we, you know, we have a music icon, the soundtrack of certainly my childhood. My childhood um, as well. I mean, my adulthood too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so we're playing you our music and, you know, who knows, maybe one day she'll do a more folky country version of our theme song for us. That would be the ultimate. Oh my God. I would, and we would just completely change the theme song to being that one. <laughs> you. Um, Jenny, what, do you want to introduce our guest? I do. This is so exciting for me. And I can tell you that I, my, my love of our next guest is pure. It's true. It has been my entire life. Ladies and gentlemen, Anne Murray. Woo! <laughs> I mean, the Canadian songbird. Yes. Uh, I mean, Good I, evening. Hello, yeah. Anne Murray. Thank you so Hi. much for being here. My pleasure. My God, thank you so much. It's such an honor for us to have you on here. You know, it's, it's oh, our favorite. thank you. Our favorite thing about doing this is getting to talk to people we really love and admire or are fascinated by. And boy, you, you tick all those boxes. So thank yeah. you. Oh, that, isn't that nice? Well, thank you. I, I'm happy to uh, t chat with you. Like now, and I have to ask because Danny and I were, <laughs> when I like, we book a guest, I mean, usually it, I'll just send a uh, group text to Danny and our producer guy and say, oh, I got this person, whatever. I, I had to call Danny and I'm pretty sure I woke him up to tell him. Yes. You I did. was so excited. You, <laughs> like, you, you absolutely did. I was like, I was, I was like, this better be somebody's dying. <laughs> um, and uh, it was better than that. It was, it was like, if I, you know, I had the choice of getting bad news or, and I'm going to get to meet Ann Murray. I'm going to take right. that. Yeah. It was either <laughs> oh, going to be. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah. It was either going to be terrible news or Ann Murray. And <laughs> it was only those two options, but. I've, yeah, I'm, I am incredibly excited and Danny and I both are big music fans. And when we yeah. have, <laughs> now Danny will try to, I'll just go ahead and let no. Danny tell you about him being in a band in high school. Cause he- No, no, I'm not even going to do that yet. <laughs> We're, I, 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 I'm too nervous. So please, you have to take this up. <laughs> okay. No, so Anna, we're we're actually recording this also like four hours earlier than we typically do because you are in Nova Scotia. That's right. I, I moved I moved here a year ago. I moved home. I've been in Toronto for many, 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 many years and finally got my wish to uh, to move home. So well, I'm nice. very happy. Did, did, um, you know, I, it, it's always fascinating to me, like in, in, you know, in my field, you know, there, 
a lot of comedy writers came from Canada. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm always interested to hear because, you know, it's so like show business in any way. It's so it's I must I know it must be viewed like incredibly different um, up there. And I know it must seem like um, it, it always feels like a dream when you're pursuing something like that. But I guess when you're so far removed in the great white north, it must seem very far away. Was did you find that? Well, I mean, when it all began to happen, yeah, it was it was just a whirlwind because I I certainly wasn't expecting it. You grow up in a little. I grew up in a coal mining town mm -hmm. called Spring Hill, and everybody there sang. I mean, everybody I knew could sing. So, for me to excel and to become successful just seemed so odd because uh, <laughs> everybody sang and. Uh, and so, yes, um, yes, it did. But I didn't have time to even wake up for a long time from it because I, I ended up flying from Halifax to uh -huh. Los Angeles to do the Glenn Campbell show. Wow. And, and I, I didn't even know what hit me. I mean, walking down those halls and at oh CBS. <laughs> and, I can't even and, imagine. Yeah, it was just like, a, get out of here. Oh, I, I, this mind this isn't. How old? Yeah, how old were you in this old? I would have been twenty-five. Jeez, 20, you know, uh, messed my head up. Good for you. And, and how did how did you get to from being in Spring Hill to to being on the Glenn Campbell show? Like, well, what? what happened was I was doing a television show in Halifax. I taught school for a year and. I had auditioned for a television show and they called me and said they wanted me to come and do it. So I did it and it kind of just developed and I met people on that show. Um, one in particular, Gene McClellan, uh, he wrote Snowbird. He wrote yeah. Put Your Hand in the Hand. He uh, was just a really fine songwriter. And we just uh, were regulars on that show. And uh, the, you know, just it just happened. And, and I mean, there's always that moment, like they, they, they captured it so well. I don't know if you ever saw the movie, That Thing You Do, but where it's, you're starting off your scenes, so you're performing songs, and then you hear that song on the radio for the first time. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I've talked to many musicians and many uh, artists who's just like, they never, like, it's a very powerful moment when you're dry, you're walking past somebody and it's playing on the radio somewhere. Do you, do you recall that? When, was yeah. It, was it for Snowbird? That Actually, it was Snowbird, and I was in New York City for uh -huh, the first wow. time. I went to New York, uh -huh. and I can't remember whether it was to visit uh, the people at the record company. It was Capitol Records or whatever, and I went with uh, my husband-to-be, and we were... I had never been to New York. Can you imagine? It was oh like God. looking around New York. And, uh, uh, anyway, we went to a little pub where there was somebody got up on the, and played the jukebox as we were having dinner uh -huh. <laughs> and they played snowbird <laughs> and I just about I almost fainted <laughs> to hear that song in downtown uh, Manhattan and, so you're there for, and, and you're there for the first time too and I'm, I'm there for the first time <laughs> and it was just uh, surreal uh, it was amazing I'll never forget that I know it's, it, I mean, I, 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 every time someone tells me this story, I mean, that's a really like, I get, I get goosebumps. And it's yeah. like, here's this giant city 
And it's like, I don't, you know, it's like your, 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 your music found its way there before you did, you know, it's like, it, yeah. it, it's like, that's such a, it's like a fascinating, yeah. I mean, there's something really special about that. And that's very rare. It was, it was amazing. All those early days were, were just so heady and, yeah. and you, you go on and on and then the real work starts. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, then it's just down and dirty. You got to work, 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 work. And, uh, and I did, and I did it for 40 years. It's that's amazing. A, that's incredible. Yeah. So um, people, on, I, people ask me about, about, you know, why did you quit so early? Because I, what I, it was, <laughs> I mean, I, I stopped. It was to be, uh, well, almost 14 years ago, I retired and people say, why? You were so young. And I said, well, is not 40 years long enough to do anything? <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, really. No, absolutely. I mean, I love pizza very much, but I don't want to eat pizza for 40 years. I mean, no. you know, I understand. No, I, I, it was time to get a life. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, you kind of, that's taken away from you when, when you're on that treadmill. And it's just, I just worked all the time. I'm sure. So for the past 14 years since you've been retired, have you like enjoyed retirement? Have you missed oh, being on I've the ab Absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I, uh, the first few years were difficult because I had been busy for so many years. Uh, it took me a long time to slow down, but I got to know my kids and I got to know, you know, and then I started having grandchildren. I have two grandchildren and it's been wonderful to, to reacquaint myself with them because they were, I was away a lot with those kids, yeah. you know. That's, that's and, lovely. And they're in yeah. Nova Scotia, they're, they're in Nova Scotia as well? Uh, no, my son lives in, in the Toronto area. Uh, my, and my daughter has just moved here. So, um, so she's going to be here uh, in the area uh, in Nova Scotia. So, but we live, we all lived, they were both raised in Toronto. Oh, okay. So I, so I, I want to go back to like, um, like when you were coming up. So uh, you, uh, Songbird, I, I'm trying to think, was that like 70, 71? Like so Snowbird was 1970. Yeah. So, like, so your contemporary, like, so what's interesting, I'm, I'm thinking about like your music in particular and, and in like there was, it was, it was the end of the summer of love. And I don't think of like your music is in there, but there was such a folk element to like, you still had like, you know, your Joni Mitchells and the mamas yeah. and papas. And like, were, I mean, were you, interacting with these people were you part of that how did it like or were you more no natural? no they were a little bit before me now yeah um i and i didn't and you know uh, people get the impression that you hobnob um yeah with all of these people the only time you ever see other performers is when you perform with them on television or you perform with them on stages or or uh, award shows or things like that because everybody's so busy uh, doing their own thing that yeah. it's just you you, you do uh, find acquaintances in the music business but um, I just did my work and went home basically uh, so I didn't get I mean Glenn of course um, Glenn yeah. Campbell was wonderful to me and 
I'll, uh, I never was able to thank him properly in, in my mind for all the things, wonderful things he did for me. He took me on tour with him. I opened for him for uh, several years. He took me to Europe. He, uh, wow. he, really, he really was a wonderful person and, and helped me immeasurably. His, um, I, I'll say, because we always talk about, like uh, we do on this podcast, a lot of times movies and TV shows we've been watching to recommend. And the documentary on him, Oh, uh, by the end, it, oh. you know, it, it ripped my heart out, but it also was, it was also weirdly, it was empowering and, and to hear like, just what you're saying about him and all the people around him were saying mm -hmm. about him. I mean, he was, he put a lot of, he put a lot of good into the world. And uh, yes, he did. He, he had some tough times, you know, he, he had a, a, a rough road, some rough roads to travel. But uh, in the end, he was a good guy and he was wonderful to me. Um, so yeah, I saw that special. And uh, as you say, it, it tore your heart out. Well, it certainly did mine. And oh, I was sitting I had, in just a pile of puddles of tears. I mean, I yeah. was a wreck after that. Oh, yeah, it was man. hard. It, he was, I don't know, he was very special. So yeah, it was, it was what it was, it was truly, um, I mean, it really speaks to like where art lives in a person. I, and that's why I took away from it because, you know, as he was disappearing a little bit as people with dementia do, he, it, it was funny, that piece of him was still alive and still in there. And I, I don't know, yeah. there was something yeah. like, like, you know, it just, gave, it, I don't know, there's something, I'm, I'm waxing very poetic with you. I, I it's yeah. not normally how I talk. <laughs> uh, please forgive me, audience. I'll, I'll get yeah. cynical with our next guest. But was, uh, <laughs> but this was like, yeah, it was just, uh, I don't know, it was very effective uh, to me. Uh, so it was, yeah, I thought yeah, it, was, it, was. it was very raw and very powerful. And, you know, I was always a big fan of Glenn Campbell. And I think that just that documentary in particular showed you know him as a person and and also the respect that he had so oh, yes you know that Def he had from so many people mm -hmm. um you said you so you he took you on tour uh you went to europe and everything are there, are there other artists that you toured with yeah i t i i t i was with uh kenny rogers and i worked together oh. for a couple of years off and on for a couple of years uh mac davis uh wow who else yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I Billy Joel opened for me in uh, in, you, in Chicago, if you can imagine. He opened for amazing. me. Pardon? That's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, Jerry Jerry Seinfeld uh, opened for me for a few years, <laughs> really? and uh, I I I saw him on late night television, and I called my agent and said, I got to get this guy. <laughs> I, I just have to have him. And so he opened for me in Vegas. He opened for me in uh, Lake Tahoe and Reno and all wow. over the place. Wow. Uh, for, and he was, he was like a, he was part of our family. And I always thought of my band and crew, all of them as, as my family. Yeah. And uh, he just fit, fit right in there. <laughs> so funny. So, but I, I don't, it's so funny. I, you know, and maybe this is because I'm a New York Jew. But I, 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 I try and think, could I fit in with this sort of family that you're forming there? It's nice to yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, no, he, he was just a great guy. And he, 
he fit in so well. I can still see him, the guys coming out of the laundromat in, in uh, Lake Tahoe. <laughs> All the guys in my band and Jerry doing their laundry. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. How did you end up wanting, like, getting a comedian? I mean, was it just like you just really, you saw his act and thought he was great and thought, hey, maybe. Oh, yeah. I, I just loved him. Uh, and I just saw him the once. And I can't even remember whether it was Johnny Carson or what it was. Um, but but I said, I mean, you see, that was that was kind of the thing in those days. Rather than having two musical acts yep. back in those early days, sometimes it was better to have a comedian to warm the audience up, and and he certainly did that. So yeah. I worked with uh, I worked with a bunch of comedians. I'm trying I'm trying to think. Harry Anderson was one wow. that I worked that I worked with a lot, and uh, <clears throat> but that seemed to work really well. It uh, worked. The com- I bet it worked well with you. It's funny because I know like that was a thing, especially like in the seventies, like maybe into the early eighties, where a yes. comic would open, where a comic would open for a musical act, and a lot of a lot of comedians of that era have incredibly funny material about when it didn't work out that great. Right. Like, um, there's a very famous story. He's told it on one of his comedy albums, but it's Albert Brooks. <laughs> Opening up for, um, oh God, a heavy metal band. Who was the guy, Richie? Richie Havens? Yes, Richie Havens. Oh. And he <laughs> opens up for Richie Havens and he does this whole act where like whatever he's saying, everybody starts going, Richie. Like they, they basically chant Richie through his entire like 10 minute set. <laughs> that's, <laughs> all they, that's all they had. They had my, <laughs> my, guess, my guess is Richie Havens' audience differed in some ways from your audience. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I opened for uh, a, a story like that. I opened for Bruce Springsteen. Really? In, yeah, in New York. Oh, at, wow. <laughs> um, way, way back in the, the early days, would have been 1974 or something. Uh-huh. I don't know who did that booking, but they, sh- <laughs> they should be shot. <laughs> Well, they shout, shouting you know, like for the boss to come out. Yeah, like, well, yeah, great. it was really, it was really bad. I mean, he was he was just getting started too at that time. Yeah. But he had a he had a built in audience in that area, oh, and he was, uh, I grew up in know, that area. So I, in they, Jersey, he was he was yeah. like odd. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, so that was that was probably the worst billing that I was ever a part of. <laughs> And, and it was awful. I mean, it was just plain awful because the audience was really, really rude. And, uh, but, you know, you move on. <laughs> yeah. it, it makes for an interesting story, at least. I, well, and, and it does. To be, and to be, yeah. and to be fair, you're, 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 from, you're from Canada, so we're all a little rude, right? I mean, let's face well. it. <laughs> <laughs> Generally speaking... <laughs> <laughs> no, I know we're not, and we're, it ha- we we haven't gotten more polite in the last couple of years, is what I was. Well, just... I'm telling you, what I've been watching for the last <laughs> several years has not been fun. No, I as I, a I, as I, a Canadian, when you hear Americans say that they're going to move to Canada, do you think like, oh God, no, we don't want that? <laughs> oh no, I I think it's wonderful. Um, I think I you think guys should build a wall. I think you yeah. should build a wall right now. <laughs> more yeah. than you. Take it from me. Well, you know, you talked, you were talking earlier about comedians and writers and so on. Alan Thicke wrote 
eight of my television specials. Really? Right. He yeah. was very big in variety back then. Yeah, he was. I, I met him. I think he was a writer on the Glenn Campbell show way back in the beginning. And he was, you know, he was really young. Well, so was I, but yeah. um, he was very young. And, uh, and he used, he came to Toronto and, and worked with, worked with me on several specials. And he did four specials for CBS. I did four television specials in the eighties uh, for CBS. Uh-huh. And 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 he wrote all of those too. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's really, that's really amazing. I mean, I know you sort of stated that, like, you know, you you really only interact with these people at TV shows and award shows and um, you know, or concerts. But what was your relationship to other Canadian artists? That well, because no. you mentioned Alan Thicke, he's obviously Canadian, but I mean, actually, artists. You know. Well, again, uh, I, I didn't see. I didn't see many of them. Uh, I would, yeah. Gordon Lightfoot and I um, knew each other because we were at all the awards shows, but we didn't really, we didn't see each other wow. uh, socially or anything like that because, you know, I was having kids and I had two children and I was trying to work and spend time with the family and uh, I had my work cut out for me. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I mean, yeah, so I didn't. I didn't really see a lot of people again, yeah. except at awards shows. <laughs> so, so I guess what I was asking was, you never opened for Rush. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no Rush, never, Rush never opened for you. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I knew better. I learned from the Springsteen experience the yeah. the pick and choose uh, opening and closing acts. Uh, well, I, uh, let you know. me ask. Uh, Okay, so your genre of music, because I, I found like, like growing up, like your music would be played on country stations, but also it could be played on more like a soft rock station. Like, how do you, what do you consider yourself? Like, well, when I started, it, it never occurred to me that I had to be any one particular kind of singer. Right. I, because I liked good songs. Yeah. And it didn't matter to me um, what it, and I was raised. I grew up in the rock and roll era, so oh, yeah. yeah, so that was the kind of music that I wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, but in those early days, th- those overlapped. Rock and roll and and country overlapped because right. look at Elvis and uh-huh. all, yeah, you know, all of those people were they were all crossover artists. Uh, Eddie Arnold was a crossover artist. Patty Page, yeah. And, but then when, when I came along, they had started these categories, country, middle of the road, pop. Uh And so then you, then the country people are saying, well, you're too middle of the road. And, and somebody else is saying, you know, anyway, after a while, I just said, look, I'm going to pick the songs I like, I'm going to record them. And if people like them, so be it. Yeah. Well, good for you. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter who. Now, the country audience really embraced me. And I'm very grateful to those audiences for that. Sure. Um, and, and but in, the, in those early days, the middle of the road, I, I was the queen of the middle of the road. And, <laughs> and, and, and 
Glenn, Glenn and Kenny Rogers was a quote. Danny, I'm blaming you. Is that you? No, it's not me. What me? Did we lose Anne? Anne, are you there? Sorry. Yeah. No, oh, I just I just turned the phone off. Sorry oh, about cool. that. That's okay. No I'm just glad it was you and not me because Jenny is really mean to me when it happens. So thank it you. Always, it's always Danny. It's always. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. is it? Well, I, I, I was just like, you have no, I was just like, a, a, just a huge relief. So thank you, Anne. <laughs> no, I can tell you, Anne, that your music between my parents, I grew up in Texas and my, my dad definitely, my dad liked all kinds of music, but like we listened to a lot of country music together. And my mom was just strictly like, she liked her soft, easy listening. Your music was like, what we could as a family land on like right every it was like okay well somebody wants to listen to this somebody wants to listen to that well, we're listening to ann murray then everyone could have collectively agree that that was okay because well, your, your music worked for the, the whole family <laughs> well that's i mean that's great i i you know it really bothered me in the beginning because i had a a big hit with a song you won't see me which was a Beatles song, yeah. and and it certainly wasn't country, right? And and yet it was it was a hit for me, and uh, there were other there were other songs uh, like I just fall in love again oh, was I a number that. that was a number one country hit for longer than any other any other song that I had that I put out, and it was. Amazingly to me, it starts out with a classical kind of sounding piano yeah. and there's a classical sounding piano throughout. And that just mystified me. Yeah, there was no steel guitar, I don't believe. No, there was no steel on that. At least yeah. I don't recall. There might have been. I don't believe that there was. Maybe I not, I, but I, I don't either. Yeah. But I never it, thought I, ne I never thought that just by putting a little bit of steel guitar in there. Oops, country, yep. can't play that. There you go, you gotta <laughs> get your and pearl that's, snap that's shirt kind on. Of, that's kind of the way it became, you know. Uh, now, but, all, of all of your millions of hits that you have, and you said like when you're picking a song, do you have, you have like favorite songwriters, I'm guessing, that you tend to go to, or do you, well, I, music in front I of, like, were you just constantly well, getting songs in front of you? Yes. I mean, people, as soon as you have one hit record. Yeah. Then, money in the bank. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, then the, uh, then the uh, songwriters come after you mm -hmm. and they, they try and pick people who are having success. And so they, I mean, that's how I got, you needed me, which was among my top three top songs uh i got i got randy randy goodrum sent me that song and i found it in a box and i was listening to a bunch of songs and then i i i put it aside and obviously i had listened to too many because that particular day because when i went back to the little box of ones that i had put aside i put that on and had to sit down i was like what I knew it. I knew yeah. the minute I heard it. Really, it was, it was like that you just yeah, you just tell. I mean, that's a oh yeah. I mean, and it was Randy, who's not a, a singer, but he's a, a really fabulous songwriter, and he was playing the piano and singing it. This was Randy Newman, you said. 
Pardon? No. No, I thought I, I'm sorry. We had we went out. I was like, I, it couldn't have been Randy Newman. Who? Was, oh no, Randy. Well, Randy Goodrum. Goodrum. Okay, cool. Yeah, I had a glitch. I was like, wow, that's something I didn't know about him. <laughs> yeah, no, Randy Goodrum, and he wow. wrote uh, he wrote a few of the songs that were hits for me. Uh, he he had some really great songs. I I recall like somebody like I, I think I was telling you this before we started recording, but like I think I I, I think I was like in sixth grade and it was the summer and there was a girl on my street in seventh grade and I and uh, like she was like the first girl like I kissed but like <laughs> the way she set the mood was she's like hey there's a song called and it's your song it's called Danny's song and I was like oh yeah because oh. <laughs> I'm Danny and I was like oh and I was like and I mean that was like I, I definitely associate that song with kissing Stephanie so there you go. Uh, so uh, yeah. So that's uh, so thank you for that, Anne. Because otherwise, I probably would have had to. You know, you know. I think "Oh, Danny Boy" would not have been as uh, romantic. No. Yeah, and, no, and no. Stephanie, if you're listening tonight, Danny yes. wants to send a special tonight, I, podcast I, out to you. I'm recently thank single, you. Stephanie. So find me. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, that was nineteen. That was nineteen seventy-two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it was. Yeah, I. It, this was for me probably nineteen seventy. Let's see. What was I? Probably nineteen seventy-six. So, but. Um, wow. But she, she, she just was like. I guess she, she thought. Oh, Danny's song. This reminds me of him. And then. Uh, yeah. And then she, well, she took. That's a good song. That's a Kenny Loggins song. I know. She took my kissing virginity, but I only. But I heard. <laughs> I heard I heard your version of it before I heard Kenny Loggins. Right. Well, yeah. mine was a hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take that, Kenny. Yeah, suck on that, Kenny Loggins. Oh, well, he yeah. was really happy. He was ha mighty happy about it. I bet he was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I, and I actually, yeah. Okay. I have some questions. I have one more other question here. What are your would you say like top five favorite songs of yours? Um. I think uh, you needed me. Uh -huh. uh, a million more. Mm -hmm. Song for the Myra. Uh huh. Um, I had to think. Uh, those those are the three that come uh, off the top of my head. Where that are you I with Shadows and the Moonlight? Well, I mean, I love Shadows and <laughs> the Moonlight. I love all the songs that I recorded, but these are ones that. Some mm -hmm. of those, like um, a million more, is just a great, great song, and Beautiful. most people haven't heard it. I, but there are there are the those <laughs> hidden little hidden gems in in albums that you do that just never never get there. But I um, because I haven't heard them, and maybe some of our audience hasn't heard them. We're going to post all of those songs along with this. Oh, good. So, well, like, song song for the Myra is is a song that I used to do. There's a there's a river in Nova Scotia, yeah, um, called the Myra River, oh. and this song is about the people who live on the Myra River, and it's uh, and I that wouldn't matter where in the world you lived, you could relate to, you can relate to the lyrics of this song because I used I sang that song all over the world and people loved it. Oh, it's yeah, and it has that universal message. It's really special. right, exactly. Um, uh, um. I, I, when you so, when where where were you based when you did live in the states? Did you have did you have a home a home base here for many? Well, years? actually, I I had a a condo in 
in LA for about five years, somewhere in Westwood, uh-huh. but I was only in it once. Oh, <laughs> so you never I, really, you know, this was not like, you would always sort of go back. Yeah, yeah I would always go home, but my manager would, would stay there and he would um, do the, you know, do the work with the record companies and with the PR people and all of this, all of the, and set stuff up. And so it was really for him, not for me. And I had a, I had one in Nashville later. Uh-huh. I had one for about five years too. And again, everybody used it, but me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wish I were friends with you. It sounds like right. it's first. <laughs> well, um, again, uh, there's a lot of work that has to be done by the people around you. And so he used to spend a lot of time in Nashville too, um, covering all the bases, but I never wanted to be anywhere but home. Right. <laughs> Canada, Canada has always been like my blankie. Right. Yeah, well, that's, uh, so if that's- you don't, If you don't have to be here in the States, you didn't want to. Well, no, I, I mean, I, there was a lot of pressure, particularly in the early days to move there. But um, I, I, you know, they, they said that you would better have your finger on the pulse of what was going on. And, and that may have been true, but I wasn't ready to do that. So you also, you were telling me when we were emailing that you have an album coming out next month. Yeah, well, actually it's, um, November 20th. What's today? Oh, my oh the God. 17th. What, what? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's breaking news. It'll be out when this we drop this. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's a, a Christmas compilation. I've done, a, 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 I think, three Christmas albums or four Christmas albums. I can't remember. I but it's... what I've done is I've uh, compiled what are my favorites, the songs that I enjoyed performing most. And those were the, my Christmas tours of all the tours that I did were my favorites because oh. they were so much fun. I got to do uh, the first half were the hits uh-huh. and then the second half was all Christmas. And when, when you walked out on stage, you looked out over a sea of Christmas sweaters and, oh. and toques and toques and mittens <laughs> and all the rest and people with smiling faces and it was just such a joy to do those shows and so I just picked the songs that I enjoyed performing the most yeah. and and recording you know enjoyed recording as well and put them on this compilation and it's uh, well it's coming out in three days well I, I- I can't wait to hear it. I will tell you, growing up as a kid, like when we would open Christmas presents, we would listen to Christmas music and we listened to your music quite frequently. It was, it was always your album and Ben Crosby. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, <that's nice. laughs> that was like, when I think of like being a kid and getting up and like opening presents and uh, you know, the fireplace going, even if it was hot outside, cause I'm from South Texas, my mom still insisted on putting the fire in the fireplace and we all yeah. hear music. So it, it, it definitely, when I hear it, like you, you immediately have a warm, happy vibe. Like you can't help, but like. Actually that, that Christmas, that first Christmas album I did sold a, a pile of albums. And uh, it's well, funny cause when that one, <laughs> Don't worry. it was called, it was called Christmas Wishes. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, when I did that, 
we did it live on the floor of the studio. I had never ever even dreamed that I would ever do something like that, but we did. We had all the musicians there at once. Wow. So all the strings and horns and all the singers, everyone was in the studio at once and it was recorded live and it was so exciting. That's exciting. Oh. Yeah. And I mean, if you like, I think ask Mariah Carey, it's good to do a good Christmas <laughs> album. Um, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, it's nice to have a piece of music that everybody will break out once a year or for like a couple months for in perpetuity. So <laughs> good for you. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. She, had, she, she had definitely hit pay dirt. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like a, yeah, that's a, that was, a, that was a, I, I, I do have one more question about one of your albums just because it's it's like I, I, I'm just I'm looking at like all the people you work with. Tell me a little bit about the recording of your duets album. Well, that was that was great fun. I had to be, I had to be dragged kicking and screaming into that thing. The, really? The rec well, yeah, because I, I had retirement on my mind. Yeah, you were you had one foot out the door. Yeah, I did. And and the record company said oh, we think would it would be great if you would do a, a duets album. And I said, yeah, okay. And I got, uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got talking about it and they were suggesting all these people and everything. And I just went, you know what? If we could do an album, if I could do one with all women, yeah. I said, I, I would be, I'd be ready to do that. Because I, I at least knew some women that, um, the, who would do it, like Katie Lang, and I knew that Shania Twain would do it, and I knew, you know, there were, were there were people that I could ask, and I knew that they would do it, and uh, so oh, then Carol Carol King came on board, oh, and and so many uh, great people, yeah, Olivia Newton John, and and Dusty I even got it, Dusty Dusty, and we did that. Wow. That was really exciting because we did that. We removed, they were able to remove her, the music from, from hers and they just recorded. I don't know how they do it. It's amazing how they do it, but, but uh, we did it posthumously. Of course, yeah. she was uh, it, no it, longer it, with us. It was and, like when uh, they did a unforgettable with Nat King Cole and Natalie. Yeah. 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 But it was um, Dusty and I, Used to, I had her sing on a few of my albums and, and our voices worked wow. together so well. It was like magical. And being able to do that with her yeah. um, was just, it was just a, a, a wonderful thing because I was such a fan of hers. Me too. Oh, God, me too. Yeah. I mean, huge, I huge fan. And to be able to do that was marvelous. And the other thing I got to do on that album was sing with my daughter. Oh, and wow. Yeah, there's a song on it called uh, Nobody Loves Me Like You Do, mm -hmm. which which was a hit for me uh, with Dave Loggins. Uh -huh. And I got to do that on my album with my with my daughter. And it's uh, it's beautiful. She uh, my daughter has a gorgeous voice. Oh, I'm so so that was fantastic to be able to to work with all those people on that album. Well, yeah, and I'm sure like, you know, as much as you're saying, you know, oh my God, you know, Dusty was a huge, you know, I, I, I idolized it. it. must have been, I guarantee all of these women, you know, at some point, like, you know, many of them, like you 
you you affected them and their careers in, in oh i think that you know celine celine and particularly celine and yeah. and uh shania and kd lang mm -hmm. and you know uh, people like that were definite uh, you know were definitely influenced yeah um, uh, by the fact that i did it you know i, I I was able to ascend to those heights. And, and those women managed to take it farther because I always liken my career to, to Gordie Howe's uh, career. Yeah. In, 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 <laughs> Gordie Howe. In, yeah. In the, this is the most Canadian you've said. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say, so you just went full can. I, even, even when you mentioned Tooks, I, 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 I held my thumb, yeah. my thumb. But now you got to Gordie Howe. We're full. Yeah. Well, we I was a, I was a huge fan of Gordy Howe's and Gordy never made any money, you know, when he was, he, but, but he set the tone and, uh, you know, he, he was, the, he was the guy or one of the guys anyway. Yeah. And, and, and so that's sort of what I was doing was blazing the trail and, and Joni Mitchell as well. And, yeah. and, uh, and Joni, you see, uh, she went to the U.S. and she lived there, but I stayed at home. Yeah. And so I was always around. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, but but you also avoid a lot of the pitfalls of that time by doing that. You know. Yeah, and well, she, uh, Joni, uh, uh, L.A. was just yeah. seething with talent at that time. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and. And all of those people were all writing, and it was just a hotbed of creativity. And and I think she just had to be amongst that those people at that time. And I get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. You so. But I was a I was a homebody. It's it's good. I mean, I think that's uh, as somebody who like myself couldn't like fall victim to a lot of the, the you know the lose sight of what's important, you know, you know, and, and along my life, I mean, I really do. I, I, I just, I admire people who make the strong choices. You're, you're reminding me of the, you know, when you're talking about this, just a, uh, this will be my entry into things to watch, but there's a great documentary about that period of time here in LA called um, Laurel Canyon. Have you seen it? No. Oh, I look for it. It's wonderful, but they really does talk about, um, uh, uh, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young and the birds coming out here and um, uh, uh, the mamas and the papas. And there was like just a long Laurel Canyon here in Hollywood. There was this, it was seething with the most incredible talent, uh, you know, of the day. Well, you know, when I, in, in 1975, uh -huh. I, was I was recording in, in Toronto, then Brian Ahern, who produced my, my first 10 albums, he took his truck. He had a truck, a, rec a recording studio on wheels. He <laughs> took it to Laurel Canyon, and uh, <laughs> of course, and yeah, and and we recorded uh, my one of my albums down there, and that's where I first met Emmy Lou Harris. <laughs> and uh, Emmy Emmy Lou and I did a lot of background vocals in that truck, <laughs> and for various artists, we did background vocals. Um, and I, that's where I met her. And she ended up marrying Brian. Oh, oh. Brian Ahern. So, you know, yeah. 
incestuous little group and then I ran home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that you didn't get caught up in like the glitz and glamour and all the, you know, like Danny was saying. Well, I was scared. That scared the living daylights out of me because I, I never wanted to become someone I didn't like or become, I was afraid to death of becoming someone else. Yes. If yeah. I, if I did that. And uh, so I, I escaped every time and, and kept my feet planted firmly on the ground. I, I, you know, I speak from some authority on this, but there's like, it's so nice that that was like your fear of becoming someone else, because I think a lot of people are drawn to these, this, these industries because they're desperate to become someone else. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, perhaps. And, 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 and so the, like the, the, your, the, your, those are two, uh, you know, opposite drives, I think for a lot of us. But uh, yeah, there's there's so many people. I mean, I would think the majority of the people move out and they're like, I was the ugly duckling and now I want to be this or I was picked on. And mm -hmm. that's like for, you know, you to just go in liking yourself. <laughs> well, shouldn't, and shouldn't be that rare, but it really is, you know. It's well, like, and, uh, you know, I, I came from a solid, a rock solid family, too, um, you know, with five brothers and and growing up in that small town and in a very happy family and yes. um, uh, that, that's still very close. And, and so um, I was grounded and, and, you know, I, I knew, and also the, the, the thing is, is that the thing that I, I aspired to was making feel, people feel comfortable in an audience, Yeah. not, not being, not being separate from them, but yeah. being one of them. Yeah. And, and that, and that to me was my first priority was to make them feel at home, relaxed and kind of feel like they could talk to me if they wanted to. And you know what they did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did they do it too much or what did they do it? Uh, no, no, oh no, no, no. It was just, we had fun. Well, you, you know, you're, it, it shines through in your music, and like it's very. Your your music is like a, it's like play. I'm such a your music's like a, a warm hug. You know, it's like it does feel. It's very like inviting. You know, it's not like it, which is nice. I mean, it's like especially nowadays. Yeah. I, I, well, I I mean, I never I never really thought of it like that. I just, as I said, I picked songs that I liked and I sang them, but. I was raised on Bing Crosby and mm -hmm. Rosemary Clooney and oh, Patty yeah. Page and all of those. They were all crooners. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was. A well, the, what Canada is for you is a big warm blanket is what your music is to the rest of us. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, you get to share that with us. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. very, very <laughs> special. And, you know, like as much as you're saying, you, you're very you know, inviting and warm and everything and easy to talk to. I'm still like right now, very nervous about talking to you. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna well, like, I've, when I've we're done with this, my... don't even think that I'm not gonna call my mom and go, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Believe so she will, she will. There's, there's gonna be 50, uh, 50 texts after this. Oh my God, we just did that. Trust me, I know, I know how she works. <laughs> oh yeah, trust me, my sister, I mean, my my dad passed away about eight years ago and so like my mom's going oh my god when I told her we were doing this and my mom's like 
your dad, do you know how big of a deal this would be? <laughs> I was like, believe uh -huh. me. <laughs> I know, trust me, this is very, very exciting. One, it's to segue into like our segment where we'd like to talk about, you know, giving show recommendations. One show that I always watch on Sundays is Family Guy. Oh, and, yes. And you did an episode of Family Guy? Yes. I was so blown away and not expecting a full episode of Family Guy to be about Brian and Stewie coming to see you in Canada. <laughs> oh my God, I haven't seen this. Yeah, please tell oh, like how it, that came it, about. It was great fun. Well, it was as simple as they called me mm -hmm. and asked me if I'd do it. And I just said, yeah, absolutely. It, and so, and so I, I was in the studio in Toronto and they were in New York and we just did it back, back and forth. It was great fun. It was such a great episode. And it was always my favorite episodes are with Brian and Stewie when they yeah. take, oh, have, yeah. an, have an adventure in it. Danny, the premise is Stewie begins listening to Anne's music in the car with Lois, the mom, and just completely <laughs> falls in love with her. That's like becomes crazy. obsessed and then him and Brian are like back and forth. And then they go to Canada to meet Anne and he wants to know that like they're arguing over what the meanings of the- Of the songs are. Yeah, and then Anne tells them there were songwriters that did this and Stewie ends up like kidnapping Anne. <laughs> like ties her up and kidnaps her. <laughs> very, it's uh, amazing. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it was great. And you know, Seth, Seth MacFarlane talks about listening to me with his dad in, in the car, driving to the dump. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he putting that detail in there? Well, I don't know, but that's what he- To unload a body? Like, did you get more? <laughs> well, all, he, all, uh, all I recall from a conversation that I heard, whether, I don't know who he, that he he used to go to the dump, the regular trips to the dump, and he went with his father in his car, and his father was always playing my music, so that's that's why he he came up with this idea of of using me. But I must say he treated me very well on the show, and he doesn't treat everybody really well. No, oh. you you came across you were definitely the hero in the episode. Oh yeah, the it was whole. great. But oh. it was such a pleasant surprise. But that that is definitely a show I never miss, and it's one of my favorites. So that was that was a treat for me, and I'm glad it was a treat for you too because that was such a funny episode. Before yeah. we'll, have to, we'll have to add that one on our yeah, on our list. Podcast. Yeah. Before we let you go, Anne, and it's like it's okay if you don't have one. Is there something you've been watching or on on you know or streaming um, or that, that you love? That you, uh, well, I've just I've just watched three episodes of The Undoing. Yes, which, which is brand new. With, yes, uh, yes. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, and Hugh Grant. And Hugh Grant, yeah. And so um, we're gonna watch the. Uh, I think there's a fourth yeah, episode was... tonight. And uh, but you know my favorites are all the. I'm I I love all the English stuff. Yeah. I you know, I, I, Last Tango in Halifax and. Happy did, you Gavin, did you watch Gavin and Stacey? What? No. <laughs> that's on HBO oh. Max. What? No, what did you? No, that's what, a, that's what, more of a comedy. That was like yeah. a, a that was a half hour. No. Yeah. I watched Shit's Creek though. 
I love, yeah, I love Schitt's Creek. I think by law you have to up there. Right. Well, yeah, you do. Uh, another. Oh, wait a second. There's another one. Nurse, Ra Nurse Ratchet. Mm. Oh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen. I, I, I've heard oh, about you that. love. That's fabulous. It's oh, Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Yes. Sarah Paulson and Cynthia Nixon. It's fa fabulous. Okay. Lots of a lot more gory than I was expecting, but it was very good. Oh yeah, no, it's, it, it is gory. <laughs> the crown, the crown is coming on too. Oh, I I think we can watch the crown. The crown is now the the, the season is all it's out there. You can watch it now. Yeah. Um, yes. I gotta watch the undoing. Everybody's telling me about the undoing, and um, it's uh, excellent. I'm gonna, I'm yeah, gonna, it is good. I'm gonna definitely. Yeah. So oh. those are all all my. I watched uh, Killing Eve, which I love too. Yeah, I, that's one that I really enjoyed. I was gonna recommend. Oh yeah, that. and I love that Anne had my uh, recommendation was The Undoing as well. So oh, yeah, so we're basically best friends now, Anne. There oh, we are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I the Queen's Gambit, Danny. I finished the Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Oh, I, I'm in the middle of that. Don't tell me what's. I won't uh, tell oh. you, but wow, I. Highly recommend that to all the listeners. I, I yeah, started I've watched, it last week, finished it. It's amazing. I've watched, uh, I think, three episodes, so I still have some. That girl, that girl is a modern day Audrey Hepburn. You can't take your eyes off her. She just has this. Yeah, she is riveting, isn't she? She's riveting. It's like I, she, she's the, one of the most watchable people I've ever seen on screen. It's like just, and, and mm -hmm. she carries that movie just like, because it's not, you know, she's, yeah, it's really, it's that series. I mean, um, yeah. Well, Danny, what about you? What have you been watching? I have not been watching anything I can truly recommend, but I'm watching <laughs> anyone. Like, I feel nervous recommending this, but like, I'm the only nerd alive, and I am a deep, deep nerd, who has never he seen, um, I never saw a moment of Doctor Who ever. Like I, I never saw an episode, uh, you know, and all my nerd friends would be talking about things and I just pretend to know. And so <laughs> I saw that it came up on HBO Max and I started watching that. And I, I it's campy. I'm not even gonna write about it, but I, there's, it's, it's interesting. So that's what I was watching. I've, I've never seen it either. Yeah. I've never seen it either. I'm not, so this is not like a glowing recommendation for it. But <laughs> so we're not rec so we're not recommending that one. But I'm gonna well, all <laughs> so that's what you've been watching, but you're not necessarily all I will say is I'm gonna keep watching it for <laughs> for weeks because there's a lot of them. So I'm hooked, but I, I don't want anybody to judge me if you watch this and don't like it. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with Danny? That's really <laughs> what I'm, that's why this is like that's why I'm pausing this recommendation here. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> And this has been really like so special for us. Yes, and it really, I, I can't thank you enough. I mean, this is just so exciting for me. Oh, my pleasure. And um, oh, it was, it was great fun. Yeah, we, I, I loved it. And thank you so much. And we're going to put all the information about that, uh, about your new album. And what's uh, your new album called, by the way? Uh, I don't know. The Ultimate. <laughs> Christmas, the ultimate Christmas. I don't know something. Okay, if you want to yeah, dedicate it to me and Danny, that's fine. We will. Yeah, yeah we'll okay. <laughs> but uh, and uh, yeah. and thank and thank you so much. Thank okay. you, and I really really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. So long. Right. Bye bye. Bye bye. It's a revolution.